Hi everybody, this is Julissa. Thank you so much for coming back to my podcast and to um, listen to my stories. I'm here today because um, I wanted to speak about this. I think that not a lot of people speak about this. And the other day I saw a, a poll that they were um, asking people this very important question, you know. And before I continue continue i just want to say it is just early morning of february 22nd 2022 um i just wanted to to speak about this like i said not a lot of people ask so let me see if you ever find yourself thinking about something that somebody might have said to you when you were a child um you know not an immediate family or it could have been it could have been an immediate family but just things that somebody said to you that was damaging, you know? So the the question that I read um, was, it was basically, you know, tell me, ask, you know, what was the most damaging thing that was said to you when you were a child by an, an adult? So here's the thing, guys, you know, this, like I said, these are the topics that not a lot of people speak about, but it happens so often. Um, I always say, you know, there are, I always believe this to be 100% true. In the workplace, there's a lot of adult bullies in position of leadership because perhaps because of their charisma, they had gotten that position because a lot of companies these days, they don't really hire based on skills and experience. They tend to hire I mean, of course, not everybody, but they tend to hire who they like the most. And a lot of the times, you know, bullies come around and they can really be very charming. They're charming. Um, they're very easy to like in the moment. And then and then you get to see them the true self. And the reason that I bring that up is because this whole topic about what are the most damaging things that was said to you as a child by an adult and let me tell you if you guys know about me i you know i I have my youtube channel but i speak about for some reason i don't know what it is i feel like i attract people to just randomly come up and say things to me or a lot of unsolicited advice you know without me even asking without me even knowing just perfect strangers and the crazy thing about that is the fact that if you're not strong enough in who you are in Christ, that can really do a lot of damage. And if you are a child, that can even do more because, you know, a lot of the times adults, they don't realize that they're speaking to a child. You know, you can be at a playground and an adult person say, hey, you know, put your belly, like put, don't show your belly so much, you know. Um, you look cuter if you lose weight or something like that. Those conversations are, you know, they're not in the level to be spoken to, to a child. And if they were in that level, that's why people have parents. But the, the crazy thing is like, there are so many adults out there. And like I said, it happened to me growing up. And I've seen people that had happened to them growing up that it gets to a point that you it's kind of like unbelievable. Why would you go 
and speak to a child like that, you know, and let me tell you, I have two stories that are big in my life that happened, you know, of course, when I was a child so many years ago. Um, This is crazy because, you know, there are, like I said, there are really adult bullies out there and they don't care if you are like 20 years younger than them. They will bully you and they will say mean things to you for no reason at all. So my story is that one time I remember we knew this family. We were really good friends with them. And we used to go over the weekend like all the time. We used to go um, on, on the weekends all the time to play with their, their kids. And, you know, we were friends, grew up together and things like that. And I remember one Saturday morning, we decided to go spend the day with them, me, my sister, my mom. And we were just, you know, there. And at one point when we got to the house, you know, we had lunch and everything was great. We were ready to begin um, playing. And I remember entering a room. And the maid, listen to this, this is the maid, the person that was there to clean up after everybody. I don't even know how old I was. I know I was probably between six or seven years old. And this maid just went off on me for no reason at all. Talk about, like, just not doing anything. She was saying, you know, um, you, you, you do things that are so weird, and I don't know why you you do things like that, and, like, I remember just receiving so much anger from this lady, and I was just basically, you know, growing up, you know, if you, if you know me, if you think I'm shy now, growing up, I never even spoke to people, like, this is how crazy it was, like, even though I was in a house that everybody knew me, we were friends, and, you know, my mom was there, my sister, we grew up with their kids, I, I was still very reserved, so I didn't really have much to say, but I remember just walking in that room and just to meet up with the rest of the family because I guess we finished eating or something. And this may just went off on me for no reason at all. And I was basically frozen. All I remember, and you know, people say, you know, people might forget how, what you said to them, but they will never forget how you make them feel. And I remember just feeling so bad and I was like why all this anger is coming towards me and I just froze and didn't say anything and of course my mom is not just gonna sit around she's not just gonna sit around and see that happen and be okay with it Um, but I remember my mom says something to her she said don't speak to my child like that what is your problem and then the lady left the room like I said she's a maid so she used to work for that family and she got one thing I remember was that she got reprimanded by the 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 head of the household, and and I here I am, you know, trying to spend a good Saturday with my friends at my my you know my friend's house, and this whole thing happening. Yes, they you know she left the room, she was asked to leave, and then you heard them arguing with her, reprimanding her, and here I was like, what did I do? And then you just feel so guilty. Because it's almost like your presence was a problem for this lady. And you cannot imagine. I can I can probably say that. That lady was maybe on her. She was probably 21, 22. And I was like, I said, seven years old. And 
to me it's crazy the amount of stories that people have because I'm I guarantee you guys like I said I've seen people I've seen other people have this happen to them and I see myself in my life how that happened so I can only imagine all the stories and how it perhaps affected you on your life choices because some adult person decided to speak to you in a negative way and that those are the things that people don't really speak about you know just growing up and like knowing about fashion and drawing clothes and art and stuff like that I had so many stories of people that perhaps saw my drawings and they made the effort to come to me and say you know you should learn how to draw better like I'm in my beginning stages but they saw so much like they just I don't know if it was they were afraid or something but they just felt they need what you know you know it's bad when people make an effort to make sure you know that you're not good at what you're doing you know like that to me is crazy but people do that in the other crazy thing about that is is that there's an age gap so much so that this person could be my mom but she's talking to me like this and you know as you guys know this doesn't happen just like strangers on the street or at a park or at a school or a professor that gets angry with you for no reason at all who basically everything that you do is a problem to them that's another thing there are professors who take it up on against children and man I, i'm telling you i had thought in in church i had a children's ministry i was in charge of my main goal every time I, so every Sunday, every Friday night that I was in charge of the kids, every Wednesday night, my main goal is to make sure that every kid was attended and every kid felt well about everything they do. And I remember, I mean, the, the little ones, I mean, I had kids from all age range and the little ones when I was teaching the lesson, they would come to me with their drawings. And, you know, it was just like a scrabble. Like it, it was, you can't even tell what the drawing was, but they, I was teaching the, the big kids and they made the effort to come to me because I was their teacher just to show me their drawing to stop me for what I was doing. And I remember I, every time I made the effort to make sure I was so like, so I guess you can say, I was so happy to see their drawing and I used to say to them, it's beautiful, you did such a great job. And they, the way they left my, you know, to go back to their table, they were so happy to get that reaction from me. And that, that just really like, it was just so beautiful to see that. And the crazy thing is that what's happening in a lot of places is, People get into these jobs, you know, it could be teachers, it could be people who teach a lesson or whatever, and they get so weird sometimes with some the comments that they can say to kids. And at the moment, you know, my your your kid might forget, like they might forget, right? They they might go pray. You you know, you go through that episode and they're like had a bad moment at a at a lesson that they take every week or something oh the teacher was rude to me or whatever and you go and buy them ice cream but a lot of the times that stays with them and that can perhaps you know affect their self-esteem a lot 
and it can also have a big impact on their choices that they make for life. So for me, particularly, you know, when people will see my drawings or that episode that I have with that maid at, um, at my friend's house, I just feel so like, what did, what did I do that she got so angry with me? It's almost like she didn't even want to see me that day. And this lady was just going off for me for no reason at all. Like, I didn't even have had a conversation with her. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, my gosh, now everybody hates me here. And because not only did they, took, you know, they, they, were, they reprimanded her, but then I just felt so bad. And I'm like, oh, I wish that never happened. So I was so embarrassed, even though I had nothing to do with that, you know. And then the years pass and you think, you know, you're not going to encounter something like that. But then it keeps happening often. Like I remember um, just leaving, coming to this country, you know. Um, when I was young too, I was like 12, 12 years old and just staying with my uncle's house and just out of nowhere, man, I tell you, like things that happen sometimes and the way some adults speak to children, is just insane and it's kind of shocking to see somebody who's an adult to speak with, to speak on that level to a child um, without knowing the impact that they can have on them. I'm not saying it affected me um, because thankfully I grew up in the church and knowing Christ and all of that. I'm not saying maybe in a, in a moment that happened, like I say, it affected me obviously, but the reason that I'm sharing this story is because I know there's a lot of people that have gone through something like this. And this is not something rare. It happens all the time. And I remember just having lunch or dinner or something. I know we were sitting all at a dining table and my uncle's wife, you know, they're not married anymore, but my uncle's wife just turned to me and said, you have such an ugly face. And I was like, wow. And the crazy thing is because we were staying in that house, right? We were staying in that house, so basically you're living on under other people's terms. You know, we were so new in this country. Like my mom was so like I guess like I told you guys, my mom is so fierce, and you know she's not just gonna stay quiet. But at that moment, I remember her. She didn't even say anything, and I feel so bad. I'm like, wow, I can't believe this just happened. And you have to be there. And continue having your food like nothing happened. Like this lady just insulted you. And and it's almost like I knew that my mom couldn't say anything because we were living under their roof. And it was just so strange to me that she just went off like that on me for no reason. And I was like, then I have to live with these people. And I just felt like, I would never, like, even if I'm angry about something that I shot, or anybody, like, first of all, that's not my personality, but I would just, like, I would never speak to anybody like that, you know, and sometimes a lot of people, when they're under, when you depend on them, especially for shelter, they think that they can say things to you like that, and the crazy thing is, like, I see all of that, and, like, I'm getting, like, all, like, emotional about it, but gas is all of that and there's a reason why things happen too 
and people can say, you know, I remember my mom afterwards, she's like, oh, I didn't like how she talked to you like that. I don't like that. And it's almost like she kept saying that, like, I'm going to get back on that because, like, I'm going to get back, back, back to her because I didn't appreciate how she spoke to you like that. And I remember just saying, you know, just ignore it. Like, I don't care. Just ignore it. But I knew the situation that we were in. Like, it's not like we could just be like angry with this family and be like, okay, let's pick up our stuff and go. We have really nowhere to go. So you're basically depending on them. Um, But anyways, going back to that question, like, what are some of the most damaging things that were said to you when by an adult when you were a child and like I said it doesn't just happen with strangers it happened with the media family people say mean things and sometimes you think that conversations like that can only happen within adults but they're they're not on that level it's almost like it's almost like you have adult bullies who grew up right and they never went they never they never recovered themselves from that phase of being a bully. So they're still like a bully, even though they're an adult. So they feel the need to constantly put somebody down, regardless whether of your age. So they might see your child. You know, I don't have any kids, but God forbid, God forbid, like even if I see on the street, like a, a mom or a dad, like speaking to their child, like being so rude to them. I remember one time we were walking in New York City. And this man was going off on the kid because he dropped a soda that they just bought from Burger King. And I'm thinking to myself, anybody can do that. And she's like, oh, I wish I never had any kids. I can't. Like, those comments, like your child is hearing you saying that, that is so damaging. And People think that they can just be like, oh, you know, he'll get over it. I'll just buy him his favorite toy tomorrow. And they basically, they're just doing that to make themselves feel better. And, you know, in the moment, the child can be back to normal. But that stays with them. Like I say, it has to be somebody who's very well-grounded in the lore. And, you know, when you're young like that, a lot of the times you're not in that in that connection with God. Like, you don't have that type of relationship yet. And people i just feel like people just they just need to just be careful because every word you say it affects somebody everything you say and what i was saying earlier was about unsolicited advice that's the other thing like you guys know i have my own business and i open and i don't know what it is but people just assume i have no idea what i'm doing and i mean people come up to me you, you know i'm not saying like last week I'm saying when I first opened people will be like you know you should be on social media and I'm thinking to myself this person doesn't even make the effort to know what I'm doing like I I think I started in social media before I even had a studio but there is a need out right out there there is such a need out there to just share your opinion about what somebody else is doing because it, somehow it makes people feel good, even though they don't even know you, they don't know anything that you do. And it's like, sometimes, you know, you get to know people about what they chose to believe about you. And I had people, total strangers come and say, you know, 
I remember this guy, one time I met this guy, a co-worker, who started working there, and then he saw, this is the thing, this is how crazy it was, like, this guy saw my article in the newspaper, so he came over my desk and said, listen, you need to do this and the other, and I said, what are you talking about, and he made that thing with his hand, like, don't even say anything right now, he's like, go, go to New York, and do this thing, and, like, you just saw an article about me doing a fashion week in town, but you don't even have the decency to say anything about that. You just want to make sure that I like it's basically like I'm gonna ignore that I just saw you story like like that I just saw your story in the paper. I'm just gonna ignore that completely. I'm just gonna tell you that you're doing it wrong. You're doing it all wrong. You have to be in New York, and people think like you are the dumbest person on earth it's like he rather not acknowledge that i was in the paper that everybody in the office was talking about it i was just there trying to do my job because obviously i'm not gonna walk around saying oh look at me i'm in the paper but he came over immediately and started telling me that i should be in new york that i should talk to this person that i should be doing this but he doesn't even say anything about the thing and about fashion week that I was doing in town, about having my own business, everything that that was said in the paper, he didn't he didn't care to say anything about that. He just wanted me to basically say you're doing everything wrong, and you should not be here at all. And then he walks off, and I was like, that is so ignorant. This guy doesn't even know that I have a website, that you know. Where I, where I sell my clothing, that if, who knows, what if I gave my two weeks already at this job? He just want to make sure that I, that his opinion was more valuable than whatever it was that I was doing, even though everything was concerning me. And that's another thing these days. People, you know, there's a, a, a quote out there that says, people, um, hate everything you do and then they start copying you and that's another thing people hate everything you do from the get-go like to be honest i gave a lot more haters than people who are for me and that's just things that i've seen throughout um my my entrepreneurship um journey people just basically hate everything i do and then you see them two months down the road doing everything that i'm doing but they somehow they make the effort to come and tell you that and it's so crazy, like, keep your opinions, like, h- how valuable and beautiful it would be if somebody said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I'm trying to do this, let's say, this fashion show. What do you think about it? What are, you, what are your suggestions? People don't even wait this day for that. They they don't even know you, okay? And they don't even want to see what you do what your work is, they're just basically shutting you down, okay, there's no connection there, there's no, I want to get to know you to, like, maybe we can work together together and collaborate and learn from each other, they don't want that connection of friendship, they just want you, they just want their advice and their opinion and give it to you, you know, when I first opened my, my, my studio, another thing that started happening was, it's almost like people created this whole, um idea of of like you know when she comes in you talk to her like i remember people coming up to me i i used to go to this um place where other artists will gather and first of all <laughs> when i opened my studio it was a very well thought out process okay 
and I remember seeing that posting of the office in January and I didn't sign my lease into March. So that's three months. I was thinking throughout those three months, praying and thinking, okay, and even saying, you know, if it's still there by March, I, I know it's mine, like I have to do it. So that's three months of me praying, thinking, and planning out what I'm going to use this space for. And then the thing is, like, these days, people come into your life, they don't even know you, they don't even know the reason why you got started. They basically want to tell you things that you should be doing with what you have. And I'm all for advice, okay? I'm all for advice and, like, maybe God is sending somebody to talk to me, but at least you need to know, like, the reason I started like at least get to know me first like when I met some people like I said at this place where other artists were me like I had people just randomly come hey so you make all this clothes oh you know you have your office you should be teaching classes right now and I'm thinking to myself like I have no interest in teaching because not because I don't like like I'm okay teaching bible class but when it comes to teaching other people how to sew I'm horrible because that's just not me like I'm not like a teacher like that to be teaching drawing and art that is not me but these people like I remember this young lady was like so pain to it she's like you using that space you should be teaching a class getting kids together and teach and I'm thinking to myself you don't have no idea what I'm after but you, you want me to do exactly what you expect like if that's what you want like I'm thinking to myself I wasn't rude to her nothing like that I just you know I just basically just stare at people like in all in like frozen because and she said, use the space to teach other people, have a class, have a this. And I'm thinking to myself, I have no interest of doing any of that. I didn't say that to her. I just said, okay, thank you. Like, who are, like, I don't even know her name. That's how bad it was. Like, I don't even know this lady. But then I learned that she actually was a cousin of the person that was running that whole artist thing. So, you know, of course, they had conversations about me because everybody knows exactly what you should be doing with your life, right? And then I guess they sent her over because I'm I'm not smart enough to do, you know, like I have, God gave me that office, but God doesn't, God, you know, God gave me that office that I've been, that I had open for so many years, but I'm not smart enough to maintain it. So somebody else has to come and tell me exactly what to do with it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, um, that's totally not why I opened my my studio, and it's such a small space. I remember thinking afterwards, I'm like, it is such a small space to have a like a class. I don't even have seating, and I'm thinking I don't even see myself teaching. That's not me. Like I I opened my studio for many reasons, and I don't want to have to like put all of my materials away, my sewing machines away, because I'm teaching a class today, and put everything back out again because I'm teaching a class. I'm not teaching class. I have to work on collection. That's not the reason. But these days, people don't want to even get to know you anymore. They don't want to know your reason. They don't even want to know your name or what you do. They just want to basically say, oh, you're a fashion designer. You should be doing this, 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 and the other. Okay, bye. I'll, you know, let me go talk to somebody else over there. Like, what happened to these days where people are having some type of friendship with you before they even lay down exactly what you should do with your life and I know I'm going a little off topic but these are the things like that 
it affects you so much because at least in my case it affects me you know i can only speak for myself like what i seen is just this i guess i guess the whole social media movement movement had made people do stuff like that you know um and the, the same thing goes with like having like an, uh, an item you know to sell an item to somebody like i sold I guess I can I guess I can honestly say I've covered the entire United States. Like somebody in the United States in every city in every state had bought something from Julissa Designs. But the minute I started making the face mask, it is so crazy. And I started selling to people, you know, I didn't I didn't promote the face masks at all. Like I made a posting after I saw so many people buying them and I was selling them so cheap because I know it was such a need when the whole thing happened and the minute family started buying it from me and people that knew me that actually knew me from workplaces and things like that and they bought because they saw on Facebook or something that I was making them nobody will give you feedback more more like horrible than somebody that you know personally this is so insane because i guarantee you guys if somebody had bought something from amazon and they didn't like it they'll be like oh you know what i'm never i'll never buy them again i'll just got get them at another store walmart or something but because it's you and they know you they want to make sure you know that you did something wrong anyways guys i guess i can do another video another episode about this i'm almost running out of time but I do want you guys to go to the blog and write to me if you remember any one of the most damaging things you have ever heard from an adult said to you as a child. I know not a lot of people speak about this, but we have to, guys. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to my podcast. Have a good night, everybody. God bless.